Welcome back to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Joining me is a slew of motherfuckers. It's just a drunk motherfucker <laughs> over here. I got, I got to get my bearings right. Over here. We got a, a hurt motherfucker down here. We got a... What, what you want? What kind of motherfucker you want to be? The motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunny cake cookie eating motherfucker right here. <laughs> <laughs> and we here to catch up. Is our what court? Look, he done left out. I done offended him. He he is the Kurt Angle of our Stone Cold Vincent Man Alliance. <laughs> drinking the milk and cookies. <laughs> but we are here to discuss some professional wrestling. Duh, obviously, right? And um, catch up. This is what like a quarterly thing, quarterly episodes, and whatnot, because Nick can't get his shit together. But don't blame me. Yes, it is your fault. It's all yours. But anyway, nonetheless, we're here to talk about some things and catch up. Uh, I would like to let everyone know that the promo in the bank is on the table. Oh shit! So there's three opportunities for your opponents to get cashed in on. So for those of you who don't know what the promo in the bank is, at any given time throughout the recording of this broadcast, any one of these motherfuckers in here can cash in on somebody. And when they cash in, they have to cut a promo of that person's choosing. It doesn't matter what the topic is, no matter how taboo or whatever it may be. They have one minute. One minute cut a promo on that topic that is chosen coming for you oh, wait yeah. a second b-rob uh, uh may, may i interject really he quickly the, he called the shot See, I uh, uh, understandable i understand uh but i have a question uh if somebody does choose to you know say similar to as nick would do choose their promo in the bank on me are are they allowed to use a similar topic to the last time they challenged me to the promo in the bank. Let's say, uh, for example, I don't know, uh, for me to induct somebody into the Hall of Fame, a man by the name of Steve Mongo McMichael. So does that mean that he cannot do that again? So your question is, yes. if someone has cashed in the money in the bank briefcase on you, money in yeah. the bank, promo in the bank, correct? Yes. Um, can they use a topic of previous cash in? Yes. As the topic? Yes. All right. Mr. Bird. Let, let, let's put it to a vote. Uh, all I don't those care. I, say, I, of, say uh, no. I think it should be something new. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank very you. well. Good man. Good man. Good man. Good man. There's no need Whatever for debate. Whatever. All previous right. topics that have been chosen in cash-ins for specific personnel are not allowed. They're vetoed. Okay. So, thank you. Although, Nick, you can't ask that same question to Mr. Bird or myself since you did not cash that in on us previous. I, I will take that. I will take that. All right. Very well. What's on your mind, gentlemen? What, so what's first on thing, let me ask first thing. We haven't done this in a minute. New era, at least in the WWE world. Mm. I guess AEW, new superstars, too, debuting. But I want to get into the draft quick. What do you guys think of this whole kind of exchange of the tag belts and the fact they're counting it as like, hey, like you are, you, you won this title, you won that title. Kind of like I think New Day beat the Dudleys or tied the Dudleys now. And then Street Profits are now, which I'm fine with because I like them. But Triple Crown kind of tag team champs. Like, what do you guys think of that? Okay. Who, who would like to have the floor first? 
Mr. Bird, would you like to go? Um, I thought the segment was funny as UWO actually predicted that exactly was going to happen. I kind of feel the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, far as it like, you know, an earning thing, I didn't think of, I, you know, I'm not a fan of it. But as far as like how they presented it, I thought that was cool. Like, I thought it was funny. Like, I, we didn't want to see them fight just yet, but we are going to see them uh, wrestle each other at <laughs> um, Survivor Series, which I'm really looking forward to. Like, that's yeah. a shut up and take my money match. You know, and then, Word. oh, man, freaking. What the hate on Dawkins, yo? You <laughs> we still don't know. Eddie will never tell us. Well, Brian, floor is yours. Um, personally, uh, when it comes to the record thing, I mean, it's WWE, so they do whatever they want with their belts anyway. Um, to me, it, it like I know the legacy of the Dudley Boys, and I'm somebody who champions them, uh, champions them as the greatest tag team of all time. Like I, I always, that's always one of my biggest things. Uh, for them to even take the record from there, I mean, it was going to happen anyway. Um, it, I think number 10, it kind of tarnishes it in the history books of WWE when it comes to, like, you know, the most title reigns of all time. But overall, it is it's it is what it is. They count them as separate world title reigns. So, and, and like we said, and Carl said, we did, uh, Eddie literally said, he goes, we, they should just do something where it's like, yo, here, you have belts, we have belts, let's switch shows. Okay, here we go. And we called the day before. It doesn't bother us like that. But I know, I know what it does mean to like the history books but yeah it's it's new day of street profits i like them both so i can't really complain okay the only thing with that was i was actually watching a quick thing on twitter before we started montez ford compared it i didn't remember i was young i might not even been born but but andre i guess won the title and just gave it to ted dibiase and he was the champ that's mm-hmm. what he compared it to and he was pretty much like people can hate all they want but if andre the giant can do it we can do it and i was like eh, that's valid that's valid. yeah or didn't wasn't I, I'm not well versed in um, New Japan uh, history or whatever, but didn't something similar like that happen with Brock Lesnar and IWGP Heavyweight Title? It's like he won it, but he didn't like win it, win it or something. Yeah. So I don't I don't know the circumstances surrounding it, but I know it was something like that. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I mean, it, it's their company; they do what they want. You know, my opinion on the thing. I mean, that's exactly that. I mean. Yeah. Regardless of what you call real and fake, it is a TV show. It is imaginary characters played by real life people, and the lore, the history of it, and you know, is <laughs> I'm saying this, but I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything because it's something that somebody made up years ago. You know, <laughs> Kurt Angle is a legit Olympic gold medalist. Yes. Kurt Angle is also a freaking WWE heavyweight champion. If you were to, I don't know, if there was like a overall world hall of fame or some crazy shit like that to where you can induct a person based on their merits, yep. I don't think the WWE title would hold more weight than the gold medal. No. No. You know, and it, I don't know. I, I didn't even know what kind of example I could come up with to quantify what I just said, but, but that's what I said. Goddamn it. The whole thing, done. yeah, the whole thing with the street foppers and everything and them changing the belts. I thought that as well. I was just like, 
man, this is a new day. They're going to do some funny shenanigans shit. And I didn't think yeah. that since you had champions on either side for either brand, that should, since they switching, they shouldn't have to forfeit their belt or have a match to keep a title that they never lost. True. You know? so I thought that was fine and everything. And then, as we said, they're going to fight each other at Survivor Series anyway. So it's kind of like getting what would have happened anyway in those circumstances. Plus, are they tied with the Dudleys right now? Uh, technically, they were tied with them. Um, actually, no, no. I think, yeah, I think they just. I think the switch over, like the night they won it. Yeah, the night they won it, they tied it, and then the switch over counts as one more. Okay, so, so now they're up one on the Dudleys. So, all right, so they're gonna lose, and they're gonna win it back again eventually. I, I have no doubt in that. So they'll be twelve-time champions, but it'll be officially eleven. I can live with that. <laughs> it'll be asterisk. Or whatever, so but you know, this, if a lot of the internet is like, ah, oh, this is stupid, blah blah blah. Like I said, I'm obviously the younger guy here, but I remember in 2002 when Bischoff brought back the belt everyone loved, the big gold belt, mm-hmm. and just said, "Hey, Triple H, you're my world heavyweight champion." Right. Me, I was young. I was like, "Boo," because he's the bad guy. Boo! Like, he's the bad man. <laughs> obviously, the internet wasn't as popular in 2002, but I guess his fans. Did you feel the same way with that? Like. Yeah, like, how are you just going to – because that's how I look at it. Like, how are you just going to give someone the World Heavyweight Championship? You can't even have a match where he wins with shenanigans. I don't know. As a child, I believe, or as a younger viewer of professional wrestling, I, I probably would have felt like, oh, this is bullshit. But now, looking at it with adult eyes, see my spectacles, uh, <laughs> it's just like, okay, I kind of see why they did that. And then what we're talking about – um the roster as of current in the current situation of the world with COVID and everything, you know, I'm not really used to, um, I'm not really intrigued as in surprise and reveals as far as WWE is concerned, because there is nobody new that they're going to debut currently. You know, you can say, Oh, somebody come from NXT to WWE is new, but no, they're rotating the same crop of motherfuckers at NXT as they're rotating on raw and SmackDown. Mm. you know, and this, kind of I don't think they should have did a draft because regardless of the case it's going to be the same motherfuckers every time yep. you know and but, if but smackdown all you switch this guy to smackdown then they're going to wind up crossing paths anyway because the brand split don't mean shit anyway especially right now because you have a limited staff so everybody's going to have to pull double duty and triple duty and all this other bull crap you know so but- you got to think, though, SmackDown made a way better in that draft. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. 100% they agree. got that Fox like, money. They got that fo- the Fox Orton. eyes and the Fox money. Like, I don't know how we feel about Orton taking the title off of Drew, which kind of sucks. We, we we don't even need to really touch on it unless you want. Oh, yes. Drew got screwed because of COVID. But yeah. Roman. He got screwed in the sense that for his big crowning achievement in professional wrestling, you know, as far as WWE is concerned, I mean, I'm not speaking for the guy. It's just what I would see as a crowning achievement for him to come to a company to be saddled with the chosen one, fail miserably, leave, go off, do great things, and come back to win the title that you, you know, are kind of like was almost gifted to you by Vince McMahon in some sense, you know, some semblance. So that was a crowning achievement from him. What COVID took from him was to have that in front of actual people, you know, to feel the crowd and everything like that. That was yeah. taken. It just but now, 
with this, him losing it to Orton is only protecting Drew because there is no winners if you have world heavyweight champion Drew McIntyre versus universal champion Roman Reigns. Because if it's Roman, it's a bad decision. If it's Drew McIntyre, it's a bad decision. But if you get the belt to Orton, if Orton loses, it doesn't matter. If Orton wins, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You're 100% right. And to me, this is one thing I uh, like. It sucks too growing up, especially in our generation when the Survivor Series actually was the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Like you had the the matches leading into like the main event at the end of the night. The Soul Survivors keep going until they got to a quote unquote Soul Survivor. And now it's just bragging rights. It's literally bragging rights. It's, That's it's what the they bragging say rights. Every, yeah. It should be called WWE Survivor Series bragging rights because it's literally Raw versus SmackDown. That's what that pay-per-view was leading into what it is. They took away all of the tradition away from that pay-per-view. And it's just like, it does nothing for me. Like, yeah, it's cool to see, you know, the the champion from this brand and that brand go at it and stuff. It's cool because you're putting these guys in the right position. But it doesn't feel like a special pay-per-view anymore. It's just, it feels like, like you said, the... What's the point of doing a draft when we're literally going to have the same group of motherfuckers fighting each other again on a pay-per-view? You know what I mean? It it, it just, it, that's one of the like things about WWE where I always say it's like you got the right pieces, but they're not in the right places. You got good ideas and then you got ideas that are just like, why are we doing this over and over and over and over again and diluting it? And you're, you're running your talent dry instead of surrounding them and building them with like better young stars. Because you have a ton of great young stars. And Nick, I totally agree with you. When it comes to the two brands separated, SmackDown won the draft. SmackDown won that draft hands down when it comes to like actual on-air talent. If you go person by person, they're like at least 20 guys deep that are upper mid-card should be main eventers that are now around surrounding a guy like Roman Reigns. A guys who can work with Roman, guys who can work with him on the microphone, guys who can work with him in the ring and make it look good. You can go through that roster right now, and I know the quote-unquote pick is a guy like Big E or The Rock to be the guy to challenge him at Mania, but you can go you can go the Daniel Bryan storyline. You know what I'm saying? You still got time to, if you really want to, rebuild Cesaro or uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, you got a guy like Chad Gable who just said, fuck Shorty G. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have, you you got, you got the, Seth freaking Rollins. You have the talent built around this guy that SmackDown, I don't care what storyline combination you give me right now, I'm intrigued. Raw, it's a different story. And I always say this about Raw. Raw is a pro wrestling variety show. You know, SmackDown, and you can go back in the history. SmackDown is a show where it always was, truly based on pro wrestling and it's more of the pro wrestling vibe you know what i mean even going back to the the smackdown six you know what i mean it was always the wrestling heavy show and now with wwe with this opportunity is redone with roman and like rebuilding roman and give him Heyman that little side piece or whatever and this new attitude i don't know what they're going to do with the usos but you built like the show of the year coming up leading up to mania they're going to have the main event match like at WrestleMania, no doubt. Roman's going to be a part of it. And I think they did a really, really good job on this draft for them. Raw, I don't know about that too much. Yes. It's, it's, it, you have too many wild cards. There's so much controversy around what happens on Raw. Plus, it's three hours. It, it I, I think SmackDown won hands down easily. You got Fiend shenanigans as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm, cool with the, I'm cool with the Fiend in Orton because this is something that I was actually having a conversation with my father and some of my family members. Bring back the maggots. 
I know. I called it. <laughs> I forgot about that like, in the ring. <laughs> oh, what's going to Who do you think is going to happen? I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Orton's going to take it. And the Fiend's going to... The Fiend's going to start a new, new program with Orton. It's just that. It's just... What has the Fiend been doing since he became the Fiend? Getting revenge. Everybody thinks that... All you got to do is just get back to that... Um, it was a bad match, dude. Uh, how, yeah. uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh, House of Horrors. House of Horrors, man. Hey, hey. Driver, take me to the arena. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then once, you know, Alexa, Bl- Alexa Bliss doing the whole... Uh, she's killing it. Hmm? She's just doing... It's, and me, okay, now I'm just off another side of that. All that is is just Joker and Harley Quinn. Like the joke, uh, the Fiend is literally the Joker, because there's a new. Um, well, it's not necessarily new. It's been out for a couple of years, and I explained this to Brian at one of our. Um, hold on, I'm actually looking it up right now. Because, then, you uh, know, the Fiend is is very Joker-like anyway, because that reminds me of that uh, series of comics where the motherfucker cut his face off and put it back yeah. on. Yeah, that's exactly what the mask reminds me of. You know, yep. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Why the Joker? All right, here we go. And the reason why he cut his mask, um, the Joker cut his face off because in this message it said, "No more masks." Shortly after this, Joker told Batman that he knows who everyone is in the in the Batman family, and that he he had grown bored with their relationship. Cutting off his face was to show that he was indeed and had indeed fallen to even greater depths in his insanity. And that he was moving on to the end game. Cutting off his face was a message that I stated before: no more masks, no more hiding. The time, the time for the truth. And with him and Batman, there was only one way, one truth. One of them has to die. And I said the theme isn't another. Like you know, Bray Wyatt was always like an insane character. Anyway, <clears throat> the theme is just a deeper death, just a much deeper insanity. And with Alexa Bliss coming into the play, coming into the play, and being his twin, it kind of makes sense. It's that's all he. Is. That's all it is. It's just a Joker. Uh, to go back to the um, Roman Reigns thing or whatever. Ever since Roman came back, killing it with mm-hmm. this. Well, yeah. Besides that, but ever since he came back doing what he's doing now, everybody been talking about the Rock, the Rock, the Rock, the Rock. Personally, I don't want to see that shit. But, but if they do it, there's only one thing that I want to happen. I want the fucking Miz to come in and spoil all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I mean, we're kind of tied. Because if The Rock is involved, it will kind of tied together because of the WrestleMania match with him and Cena and The Rock. Yeah, and so, on, so forth. That's that's the tie to it or whatever, you know. And Miz even having the money in the bank briefcase right now. I think it's a good thing. Yes. I don't know so much about the character that he's playing now. I mean, he's always The Miz, but, you know, this iteration of The Miz. Mm-hmm. But him having the briefcase is motherfucking money. So let me ask you guys this. I asked you guys this last time. I want to see if you remember your picks. Two months away, Royal Rumble. I always ask this. I've been asking Rob this since Mania this past year. I, I always ask. Look, I said. Yep. 
So I think we no, we agreed on Alistair Black. Oh yeah. Definitely not gonna be him, right? But before we get picks <laughs> the poor guy. Oh yeah, I know, right? They should talk about that. But before we get into picks, female side's hard. I'm going Bianca Belair. But anyway, yeah. uh, but male side, it's hard because been rumored since last year they wanted to do Edge and Orton for the title. Mm-hmm. Orton's got the title. And then obviously there's this big rock thing with Roman. But besides the rock, I know I'm not a fan of this, but Goldberg's still got two more years and he has to wrestle two matches each. And they didn't get Goldberg and Roman last year. Uh... So I truthfully think the Rumble winner's probably going to be Edge. Bottle the KB or return like we did this year. But it's either going to be Edge or for some dumb reason it's going to be Goldberg. As much as everyone thinks, oh, it might be Big E and Roman at Mania, which I'm all for. Yes. I think we could all agree on that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Edge and Orin and then either Goldberg and Roman or Roman and Rock. Which I'm cool with Roman and Rock. I want nothing with Goldberg. See, I agree... Oh, go ahead. Well, on a recent episode of Busted Open, actually Monday's episode when they were talking about Hell in a Cell, mm. Bully said he would love to see the Rock Roman go at it. But, no tagline, no it's now what the Rock is cooking. He wants, we're putting all that aside. You call yourself the tribal chief. You're the head of the table. I paid the way for you, motherfucker. Rock handling business. No catchphrases. No, no, you know, Hollywood spotlight. Like the Rock as the true head of the table. And Roman has to prove that he truly is the head of the table by beating Rock. The only, the only one thing quick that I'll let you take it, Brian. The only reason I really don't want to see either the Goldberg or the Rock one. Only because, like, I don't care age, whatever. I still like at WrestleMania the surprise factor. And you know Rock or Rome, Rock or Goldberg aren't beating him. That's the main reason I want the Big E one. Besides because I love Big E. I think he'd do great. But truth be told, if whatever you read spoilers, read spoilers. But you really wouldn't know, hey, is Roman going to beat Big E? On Mania because he's on such a big role, or is Big E going to be the one at Mania, kind of like Kofi to end him? That's why I really had to say that's the only reason. But what were you going to say, Brian? Uh, with me, I out of those three matches, I could see all of them. I could see Goldberg yeah. coming back and getting his revenge with Roman. Um, I could see Edge. I could see. I'm sorry. What's the revenge though? That, that's the thing. It's the the fact that we never had the match. Oh. You know what I mean, so revenge. <laughs> I mean, like, well, yeah, you know, he lost his title because he wasn't prepared for him. He was prepared for Strowman, blah, blah. I mean, uh, for Roman, but he had to fight Strowman, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, WWE, they can, they can, they can figure all that shit out. But like, to me, those matches are all so big. They don't need the Rumble win. The Rumble win needs to go to somebody to elevate them. Um, I, I will say this with the with what Carl said. I listened to Busted Open that day, and I totally, oh. I totally agree with what Bully said. You know. If you can tell the story properly, he can come in and you can say, you know, uh, say the whole Fatu Ananawani family are now separated or whatever, and the tribal chiefs and all this shit. The Rock can come in and not even be The Rock, be Dwayne. He goes, look, my last name may be Johnson, but motherfucker, I'm a Maya Bia. I started this shit. 
as B-Rob said. You know what I mean? That could be like the thing leading into it. And Roman's doing phenomenal work right now. And as a person who's wanted him as a heel for a while, because it's like, you know, he get booed least, anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, he get booed anyway. You know, you you should have been done this with this guy. You would have been making even more money. Who knows? But it, it tells a good story. But the Rumble win to me can't go to any of those three guys because it's a waste. No. It's like the story between Orton and Edge writes itself. The story of Goldberg and Roman writes itself. The story with Rock and Roman writes itself. You know, if somebody's not going to have a title, I would assume it would be maybe uh, Orton probably drops it before Mania and have him and Edge anyway go at they it. Don't need, they don't need the title. Either. They don't need the title at all. If Roman in any other situation with either The Rock or a thing – with the way the story's being told with being, you know, the head of the, the, the tribal chief and all this shit, the belt needs to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the the universal title, is that which one it is? I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, the universal title. The universal title could yeah, it could be it could be whatever that people want want it to be. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Like the rumble needs to go to somebody who needs to get that big moment. I don't know if it is Biggie. Like I said, it could be a Daniel Bryan, it could be somebody like Seth Rollins, because Rollins has been hot. Yeah, AJ, another one. People who can actually work. It's like it's now. It's now it's the time for WWE to get the real good workers in and have other belts tell great stories. Because honest to God, they're telling an amazing story on SmackDown with Roman. Yeah. On the Raw side, it's eh, it's we've seen it coming. It's just the crazy. Let's let the real truth. Let's let the real truth be known, though. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna have two black champions hit, back to back. Back to back now. WrestleMania's not. <laughs> it's too too soon. Too soon. Well, well, it's not really back to back. I mean, but yeah, it's too soon in the time frame. Yeah, it's too yeah, soon. You know yeah, yeah. Because I, I read things, you hear people say it all the time. Like everyone, and I, I don't know. Everyone's like, once Roman gets to be himself, he's gonna kill it. All these fellow wrestlers are saying it, yeah. and I always kept reading it at first. I was like, all right, well, cool, maybe one day. Then I kept reading them and reading them saying it, and it was like, all right, man, they're probably just saying it because this dude's like the face of the business. They're not gonna talk bad about him. But now that he's, like, let go, like, just everything, man, from, like, you see if you follow him on social media, which I bet you we all follow him on social media here, dude's on, like, a gym frenzy and a food, whatever, meal prep frenzy. Then you got that, the back tat added, you know what I mean? Like, and now he's himself. He doesn't need to talk much. He's a big-ass dude. Like, he's killing it. I just think he needs to drop the music. They need to drop the music and... They got to drop that stupid thing when he comes out and it's him doing the old thing. That's got to go. That's hey, got to go in his ass. It's a monument. It's a totem. It's a statue built to the freaking head of the table. The freaking tribal chief. Awesome. The tribal chief. <laughs> it's his monument. It's his totem. From you know who would love this? You know who would love this right now? Kyle Chapman. Kyle Chapman would be loving this conversation right now. I just, I liked how they had the wild Samoans in there, though. Man, it was a good addition. Well, they are very invested in this. Story. You know what? I'm actually happy that you said that, Nick, because you're the okay. Let's face it. You're the youngest one in this in this podcast right now. So I'm just like, okay, with somebody like Nick, who's what 26, 27, 27. Yeah. Does he know uh, anything? Does he know anything about the Wild Samoa? You know, so like. Would that from the obviously you know to mention it, but it's like all right. Would that part of the appeal to some your age and younger? You know, and you needed an older wrestler 
be able to explain to explain them to you or like really <coughs> uh, uh, Michael Cole and uh, um, Graves Graves to uh, explain that to you. So it's just you gotta think they're going with Rock. Like I get it, WWE set us up a bunch of times to not have it. But come on, man! This whole bringing up the family so much. Now you got the wild Samoans involved, but you know, because I'll, I'll be the one to say I know the Usos are gonna align with Roman. I know they are, and I bet you, within the next, I'd say by at least the end of January, somehow, somewhere, Rikishi shows up. Not for a match, obviously, but he's gonna show up. But shit, he's still wrestling. He could do a match. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, but I don't know. I'm just I'm heavily invested in this storyline. Like I'll admit it. Like, the yeah. pat, like I'm I'm 26. I'm 27. I still like to go out and do all that shit with my friends or whatever. But it's like, yo, like the past few Fridays, I've been staying home because I want to watch SmackDown, and I'm doing it tomorrow. Dude, would it be so funny? You know, we talk about The Rock. You bring up Rakishi. If there was some exchange between Rakishi and The Rock, he's like, "Remember when you did it for me?" <laughs> some, some kind oh of something. A way to tie it all in. A way to tie it all in. Tie all this up. We tie it all together, especially with the with the Miz winning at the end. Yeah. <laughs> we, we could stay on the Roman thing, but are we all in agreement? We want or we think Belair is going to win for the women. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. She should. Who, who else are you going to give the match to? Sasha and Bianca now, unless they go Bailey again. Sasha and Bianca is probably the next biggest match. Did you see her um, after yeah. review, um, uh, interview, Sasha Banks, after she won? No, no. She, she called she, out Bianca. Yeah, like, she called out all the new girls. She said, I'm fighting everybody. Bianca, good. everybody, you know. That was good, a good, good. match those two had. Those two ladies. I'm going to NXT. I think she said she's going to NXT and everything. I'm <laughs> Good. Honestly, they need some new blood on the SmackDown women's division. And and honestly, I think the women's division probably benefits the most from this draft on both ends. Um, I think the Raw brand got a little bit deeper. I think the SmackDown brand is going to shock people. I would like to get deeper in the women's roster. What do we all? <laughs> what do we all? No, I think I think the SmackDown division is going to shock people. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, with I think with Carmella coming back, it adds a little depth to it. I don't know what they were doing with her little, you know, disappearing and coming back with the mysterious woman angle. Um, I think the because sleeper they have no one new because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I mean? Uh, I think the sleeper of the whole thing, and yes, I am still riding. I'm still standing on my team's porch. Uh, Miss Billy Kay. Miss Billy Kay is going to shock yeah. some people on SmackDown. Mark my words. They're going to be like, holy shit, this girl can really wrestle. Uh, the iconic <laughs> gimmick. She's going to become the new Santina Morella, but she's going to she's gonna come off looking so good it's going to shock people. I'm calling it now. Billy Kay is going to be one of the sleepers of this year's draft. You know what? I had my opinions about Billy Kay, but after seeing her Instagram, without the fucking red lipstick, she looks okay. Yeah. I think both of them, both icons, I think they're both beautiful. I think both of them without the makeup. I was going to say, kind of talking about it. Um, well, first off, I love Carl Pace. I, I, I'm trying so hard not to laugh looking at Carl's face. Yeah. It looked like the, uh, you, you remember that, uh, that Tupac picture when he was spitting at the camera? That's what it looked like. <laughs> man, Wait, I love, I you look like old dirty bastard right now. No, but. I don't know, but you are stuck, and it's hilarious. 
I mean, I we can hear you fine. It's just your 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 video. <laughs> yeah, you, you look pretty funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Hold on, can I take a picture of this? Screenshot it, send it to him. It's too late now. It looks like you're gonna dis. Your face looks like you're gonna disagree with anything we say. When you pop, when you pause in the middle of your daddy yelling at you, there it is. <laughs> All right, there you go. I bought it. There he is. That's that's a meme right there. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> Anytime y'all have a hot take or a uh, wrestling disagreement or whatever, you need to put call face up there. Yeah, and like, another pause. thing. Why is Juan is still now going to see this? It's like. It's like Zach Morris sitting there, like time out. Oh my God! Is there... Time in. There you <laughs> go. I oh, do. It was great. It was great. This. It was great. Did... I think Alexa Bliss and Oscar is going to be good when they do that. Oh, hold on. There you go. Oh my God! Listen, Bob. I'll tell you something. And just stop. Another thing. <laughs> you gotta make that t-shirt. Hey Dana, you gotta make a t-shirt. That is funny. Oh, I would buy that. Uh, if it was just Paul's face, <laughs> I would still buy that. Yeah. But then um I'm what, what was going it? through tables, damn it. Yeah, yeah, Lana. I don't you know she's in a weird one. way. In a weird money. way. I don't think she's long for this company. I agree. I feel like she'll be gone. I mean, I know she signed a, uh, a new deal a couple of years, but there's going to be something that pops up where they're just going to let her walk. And I can totally see her going with a going to AEW, me with her husband over there. Yeah. Uh, she 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 probably fit in and work a lot better in an AEW crowd because they're like okay with like they're guys like us. They're our age group, you know. Where you know, like, hey, a little ass and titty ain't don't hurt nobody, you know, and she can get over that way. But she's also somebody who actually wants to be a pro wrestler, like genuinely wants to be a like a, a superstar. You know, she does all the Instagram stuff and the modeling and all that shit. Like, yeah, she's hot. Uh, if you're hot, you would do that too. So yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Like I had a bad ass. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't knock the hustle. You know what I'm saying? But it's like Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose does the same thing. Same thing. Can't knock the hustle. But she's somebody who actually like trains and is dedicated and wants to learn and become like she's she's dedicated to her craft. But you know, physically, she's not that good. You know, yet. You know what I mean? In due time, maybe she'll learn. Like you got to remember, WWE. They're picking up people off the street and literally off the modeling gigs and like actresses and stuff and throwing them in there and pretend like teach them a couple things. You know, here's some flippy shit and don't bust your neck. And, you know, here's a couple thousand. You know, if she actually picks it up, who knows? Maybe in like two, three years, she might be kind of nice. Well, speaking, what, what, speaking of actresses. Dude with AJ. Huh? huh? What's the background of that big tall dude with AJ? Oh, so he was just a Jordan basketball player. Yeah. I can't pronounce. Yeah, Jordan something. But yeah, so they signed him, and then he was he's done he's done a few matches in NXT. He was actually paired up with what we talked about the other day, Malcolm Bivens. Yeah. He was a big ass ninja. Yeah, and then he was yeah. the ninja. Then he was the wrong. That could be derogatory to slur. Dude, I think he's just gonna be like a oh, big ass ninja. Well, I mean, he was. He was a big ass ninja. I hope he becomes like not no Johnny Gonzalez though, because he he at least has an athletic background with playing sports. Nobody can be as bad as Giant Gonzalez. Yes, that's all. Giant Gonzalez was an NBA player. 
I know. And then look, I, I kind of felt bad because, like, I was because you know, wrestling brain is different from your regular brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, I seen how tall she was and how gangly she was. <laughs> that giant Gonzalez daughter, you're <laughs> gonna be shitty like him. <laughs> Should she six feet? I hope not. I don't think she was that big until they said it last night. Like, yeah, she, she might. I mean, granted, she might be five ten. They might be giving her a couple, but still, I didn't even think she was that. Nah, she she looked she actually looked toe to toe a lot bigger than than uh, what's her name uh, Rhea Ripley. She she looked like she towered over her. It was only like an inch or so, but she looked like like body type wise, she looked like a bigger person. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with this Rumble this year because their their thing ends in the the Monday after Survivor Series is the last contracted thing in the Thunderdome. What what I'm um I, what I'm kind of oh look at this picture oh it, oh damn it fixed itself yo you look <laughs> like the Undertaker yeah you look like the Undertaker your eyes was rolled back and shit is that me yeah but um the thing I was curious about was um, I think if Survivor Series is gonna continue on the path that it is mm-hmm. it should be like how it was last year to include NXT and everything like that. They just did that because they were new, though. I wish they yeah, did, yeah, yeah. We, no, talk, we talked it, about that. They it did. wasn't because they were new. It was because they were competing with AEW. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, NXT's okay. been around for a long time. Last year, they went on TV. Last year, they're part of Survivor Series. Last year, they won Survivor Series. This year, they're nowhere to be found. This year, they were the women's title was defended at WrestleMania. Well, but you know what I mean? For this year's Survivor Series, they're nowhere to be found. It was an AEW publicity stunt. Yeah, like, it, and it sucks to say that because as a wrestling fan, it's like, oh, shit, you know, that's what we wanted. We kind of wanted this new thing involved. But it, overall, business-wise, it was just a shot like to try to snuff out AEW before they got started. You know what I mean? And it's not sour grapes. I loved it as a fan, but at the same time, it just kind of... It is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it's back to back to developmental. Yeah, I, I just wish there was consistency. Agree. Agree. I thought, I thought that whole concept was good because, I mean, it eliminates bragging rights and it eliminates Night of Champions, two pay-per-views that we don't even fucking need. And we know Survivor Series is nothing like the Survivor Series of old and everything. And then I know they're doing some crazy shit. This is going to be Undertaker theme for his 30-year thing, which is another kind of petty squandery thing at Chris Jericho because he just did a 30 year thing there. Oh, now it's like, okay. Time out. Yeah. I'm the time wise. I'm the biggest one of the biggest Jericho marks, but Undertaker, come on. That is not a this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. 30 years in 30 years. I mean, you have 365 calendar days in that 30 year span. You know, yeah. it's 30. Yeah, but if you, years, I don't know if you know this, year. you don't have day. to do it like a week. After Jericho just did the same shit. Well, no, 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 no. Yep. But wait, but wait. WWE's in the right here. I don't care. AEW might be too, but Survivor Series this year on the Sunday, the actual day is 30 years of the actual debut of The Undertaker. And you know something cool? If they can literally cash in on it, do it. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with AEW. They can cash in on Jericho shit. Cool. Yeah. If you I make agree. money off of it, go for it. No, but uh, I'm like fuck them. No, you know one of the podcasts <laughs> I listened to, the Wrestling Inc. one, 
the guy, one of the guys, Raj, he says, and I like this. They should have steaks. Like, okay. Steaks? You're the sole survivor. Omaha Steaks brought to you by Jericho. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the sole Promo survivor time. of the men's and the women's team, okay, yeah, now you're letting us know it's going to come down to one versus one. But mm. you're the 30th entry in the Rumble. Yeah. Or next year you get the first overall draft pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, was, that would be good. If um, I think NXT was more of a factor, like a, a legit third brand. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it could work as well for Raw and SmackDown. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Because I think um, old school Survivor Series, they had stakes up for grabs or some shit, right? Yeah. The winning I team. Think the last good series, yeah. I think the last good Survivor Series match they had with actual stakes was probably 2014 when Sting debuted. Which was a flop. Yeah, but the Authority versus Team Cena kind of had something there. And then maybe 2016, because that was the first year they did Raw and SmackDown again versus each other. Man, if they did this whole Roman and Usos thing differently, you could have had a whole fucking Survivor Series team with uh, Roman Reigns, both of the Usos. Uh, well, Jimmy Hurt. Well, I'm talking about, I'm just... Uh, I yeah. So you could have had those three and you know who who could who could you add in? Fuck Rikishi. Yeah. Some <laughs> yeah you bring him as a guest spot. Yeah, you could probably throw him yeah, in there. He can come in and take a bump and then get pinned. Mm -hmm. I mean, because he's still wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and Gangrel. They got a school together. Shoot, Gangrel's coming to Rhode Island next year. <laughs> Word. You uh Oh yeah, that's I guess right. I guess on the whole thirty years thing of Jericho and Taker, Jericho's been very vocal about how he loves AEW and all that, but he's also been very vocal that him and Vince have a good relationship. Now there's no doubt obviously Jericho will go into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they don't show him really now and recognize things he's done, but he's obviously do you think he'll ever wrestle a match though in it, in your opinion? I think he's been on the market verbally saying me probably not, but what do you think? Yes. I think Moxley he said he doesn't want to go anywhere else but here. You, so you're asking if Jericho will wrestle another match in WWE? Yep. Yes, of course. Yeah. Before yeah. his Hall of Fame. So now when he's in the Hall of Fame and goes into the, always a guest appearance in the Rumble, like I'm talking a match. Yeah, I think he would do it. I mean, you got to remember, like, as wrestling fans, we look at it at times like the war is real. Like, fuck that side. Fuck you, too. Fuck your couch. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck you. I'm out. But at the same time, it's like it's like being the owner of Pepsi and the owner of Coke. You know what I mean? Like, how you doing? I'm rich, bitch. How about you? I'm chilling. I'm bloated. I got some Coke and girls in the back. Do you want to hang out? Sure. Like, they're probably all still buddy-buddy. So if, yeah. the, if the relationship between him and Vince is as good as what they say it is, you know, yeah, like, hey, Jericho, you want to show up? I'll, I'll give you 10 mil for a Saudi show. Yeah, sure, why the hell not? You know what I mean? And then we'll induct you into the Hall of Fame, make a big deal out of it. Yeah, because Jericho's always been, Jericho's always said he's been open, like, since the Kenny thing in 2018, like, open about, like, hey, like, Vince knows what he's doing. Like, Vince yeah. knew he was going to AEW. It's not like Vince just found out, what the fuck? Jericho signed with AEW? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, though. I mean, he didn't have to do any of that shit. I mean, it was a professional courtesy. He was like, hey, you're my friend. I'm going to let you know this shit. Just like what Edge said in his documentary. AEW reached out to him. You know what I mean? And he, uh, Magic Edge would have went to AEW. 
Yeah, it's all loyalty. And I, I say this all the time because everyone's like, oh, no, he wouldn't do this. Brock can show up at AEW anytime he wants. Oh, I don't think... Look, you, you done fried his brain. You don't know. Oh, no. Not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> like, poof. But no, no, honest to God, Brock Lesnar could show up at AEW when, whenever he wants. We all know Brock's quote-unquote attitude in the business. We all know he's a money guy. He's a hired hitman. You know what I'm saying? If it's UFC, he'll show up and take a check. If it's WWE, he'll show up and take a check. If if AEW says, hey, I got 10 dates for you, we'll offer you $10 million. Every time you show up, you get a million dollars, you get to walk home. Independent contractor. Yeah, Brock ain't loyal like that. Yeah, no, not at all. You know what I mean? So it, it all depends on some of these guys. Have that's why Vince always gives them so much money because I think even Vince probably knows deep down, like, yo, this dude ain't loyal like that. And no. then, it, I mean, it's what works best for you, what it all comes down to anyway. Some people think they can't survive without WWE. Yeah. So that's why you have people that only try to break their fucking back in the neck for WWE. When you have somebody like Jericho, who I imagine – off of Fozzie and all his other uh, outside adventures is doing pretty well for himself. Well, so, shit, the 28 years he has, did before AEW. Yeah, because wrestling now to him is more of a thing of passion. He doesn't have to do it, but he does it because he loves it. So what I, you know, my personal opinion of Chris Jericho is that he is doing this for the betterment of the business. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, once you have a company like WWE who supposedly has a monopoly on everything, you get the bullshit that we got now. You know, the stagnant yeah. bullshit and whatever. You don't get nobody trying to evolve or innovate or do nothing new. And, I mean, I haven't really seen nothing new as occurring from WWE until AEW popped up. You know, changing the, changing the cell red. Damn, changing the presentation of things and all mm-hmm. kind of other stuff. Trying different cam- camera angles I and all just- Bullshit. I just like too how Jericho for a dude who's been doing it as like you're saying he don't need to do it. But I don't know if you guys ever watched like his Saturday night live thing he does on YouTube. Yeah. I only watched the one he did for the thirty years. You guys think this dude is zillionaire spending his Saturday night at nine o'clock at night, almost every Saturday, sitting there and answering questions. Fans. Like you're not gonna see Taker do that character or not. You're not going to see Triple H do that. You're not going to see Kurt Angle do that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, like, The Rock and stuff because they're different. But even Stone Cold. You're not going to see Stone Cold do that. Dude's very passionate, like you're saying, Rob. I agree. He's very passionate. I'll say this about Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is exactly what he said he is. He's a rock star. Like, that's that's been his character since 1996 when he was in ECW and WCW. You know, he was like that when, you know, he had all this Jericho-holics. Chris Jericho knew what he was doing. This is a guy who strategically worked his career the right way where, think about it like this, he's never had a serious injury. You know what I'm saying? In 30 years, never seriously injured. Anytime he took away from pro wrestling, he was either doing a TV show, writing a book, writing a rock song, was going on tour, was doing this, was doing that, and it was putting himself in the proper position where he can make himself money and he can do whatever he wanted. WWE was the biggest name in town for almost the past 20 years. So whenever he wanted to, he'd show up in WWE, have a nice little run, something you'd always remember, whether it was the light bright jacket, 
whether it was him coming out and not saying a word, whether it was the list, whether it was the original thing with him and The Rock going at it, and you know what I'm saying? Like, Jericho always did his own shit the right way. And eventually, we're going to end up calling him the godfather of AEW, because if AEW lasts for five, ten years, he's doing right now what we all think is the right thing to do, like Rob said, in the business, and that's put over new talent. He took the company on his back, won the title uh, day one. Day one of the TV show, Jericho is champion. You know what I mean? Like, he is the guy. He is the standard for the show going forward for the rest of its existence. Um, since then, he's made new guys. He put over Moxley. Him and Cody had a damn good matchup. He just helped make this dude right over my shoulder, Orange Cassidy. Now he's about to do it with MJF. You know what I mean? Like, he's setting this company up for their future. And he's doing a phenomenal job with it. Yeah. He's uh, on Chris, my Rushmore. Chris Jericho is going to go down as, it, when you look at like wrestling, no matter whether it's championships, whether it's days as champion, whether it's influence to the business, this guy is going to go down in history as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, you know, what I, what I think about is, is just like him in particular, is um, he is um, it's just... He's just doing good, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I kind of lost. I was I was entranced by the things that you were saying or whatever. I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I I kind of lost where I was going because I was just caught up in your random ramblings. <laughs> Keep looking. Yeah, I mean, he's he doing nothing but good. And I, what I wish and what I hope that this experience, you know, shows other wrestlers that you don't have to be put in that box. You don't have to be the one thing. You don't have to be with the one company and everything. Which, since Jericho did the thing with uh, New Japan, then he started doing, um, you know, a couple of independent shows. He did the Rock and Rager thing, and then he um, settled down in AEW. I think he's doing exactly what you said, B. He's down the, the lower B, not the big B up here. <laughs> but um, he's setting the company up for when he eventually – fades out and goes off and kind of retire with Fozzy and everything like that. Hey, I got a child. What's up? <laughs> night. What's your outtake on Jericho, Mr. Bird? Yes. Now that you are back. Yeah, my yeah, my internet is like acting up like she hardwire. Hardcore yeah. internet. <laughs> She moved up. She moved her router all the way upstairs when it was on the first floor. So now, like my internet, kind of goes in and out. Yeah, but I believe what was anybody know the stip stipulation of his contract with AEW? I think he I just do like three Japan years. Shit. Three years. Yeah, so that's what, when, but when does that start? Because they announced AEW January twenty nineteen. Uh, I think it was whatever the day. I don't know if it was the signing day itself, but maybe it's up to double or nothing time, like around double and nothing time. Yeah, so he's technically there to at least like <clears throat> mid twenty twenty two. Yeah, I or the first maybe the beginning of or the first quarter of twenty twenty two. All right, so I don't imagine him staying beyond that. There might be an extension, but I don't think there'll be a full blown, you know three-year, four-year deal after that. Mm -hmm. You know, I think he was just here to kind of help this company get legs apart the room, establish new talent and everything. I believe after he freaking do whatever he do with MJF, mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to get another title run. I don't think he is or should. 
Um, I think, you know, soon after the MJF thing, I don't think the inner circle might be long for, you know, as a collective and whatnot. Or it'll be something to where MJF gets into the group maybe mm-hmm. and damn, he kind of weasel his way in with the other ones and they kind of push Jericho out or Jericho leaves and then they'll struggle amongst them about Except who's going to be the leader and all this shit. And then they kind of dissolve after that or whatever. I mean, that's kind of a nation of domination. Yeah. I just want Rey Mysterio to get his eye back, damn it. <laughs> Honestly, with MJF, what I would love for him to do is bring in his boys from MLW. I don't know if you guys have ever watched him on MLW. He got these two dudes down there that were just like a great. They were called uh, the Dynasty down there. I would love for those two guys to get transferred over. Like Alexander Hammerstone is this jacked up, like I don't know how to describe it. Just imagine Billy Gunn with charisma. Well, is is that the dude with the, um, like the beard and everything, blonde hair? Yeah, the blonde hair, jacked up dude. As fuck. <laughs> yeah, bring that boy in. Bring in the other guy. He was like a little pretty boy, like Prompus guy. I can't remember his. Uh, Rich Holiday, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, something like that. But bring those two dudes in. Work them into the inner circle. You know what I mean? And then you know have the, have him and Warlow make their own little squad or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think what if Warlow's a star. That kid's gonna be a yes, star one. Yes. That boy got talent. Uh, and I believe at some point, I mean, there's gonna have, absolutely gonna be a Wardlow freaking MJF feud or whatever. I mean, the oh, scene that's old since soon. you know since they came together. Together, on my ring, bitch. Yeah, yeah. on my ring. Goddamn, <laughs> if he win the title, it's my title and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, all this crazy crap. And Wardlow just like what? <laughs> and anytime like MJF talks shit to Wardlow, he don't like. You know how most people back down and kind of cower back. You'd be like, he's like, motherfucker, this motherfucker right here. He know who the fuck I am. Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> you know the fuck I am? Like fucking that five motherfucker. I'll swing it twice. <laughs> you know, and that's gonna be a, a great feud too to see the culmination of that, the uh, freaking marquee event of MJF versus Warlord. Just, just big. This is gonna be great. But for real though, they really need to end this Rey Mysterio Seth Rollins thing. Well, I mean, he, he just said Ray ain't doing nothing but setting the table for his son. He ain't, that's all he's doing. Hmm? He's just setting him up. That's Carl's boy, though, so I got to watch Because, I mean, show. wasn't he supposed to, like, he wasn't going to renew his contract until Dominic started getting involved in the program? Well, Ray's not cleared the fight yet. I think he's going to be fighting soon, though. Matt Hardy. Go the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, I haven't heard this in a while. This motherfucker can't even stand up straight, dog. He bow legged. No, he's broke legged. -legged. He always been bow legged. Broke legged, dog. (laughs) I implore you all to do your research. Any current Matt Hardy matches, whether it be WWE, AEW, fucking any bullshits they did before they came back into WrestleMania, this dude cannot get off the ground without using both of his fucking hands. He can't bend one of his legs. One of them has to stay straight so he can stand the fuck up. Yeah, he's bow-legged. Oh, he's pigeon toe. No! Yeah, no, he is. Bow-legged, you have mobility of your knees. Your shit can move like this. His leg stays like this. He can't do... You can't bend like this. Well, that's the knee brace too. So, but but no, that's how he is. He, oh, he's always he's funny like that. I think Jeff literally, has... literally broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Hardy. That's probably where you got the gimmick from. The idea for the character. I'm broken. Oh, 
I'm fucking broken. <laughs> my legs. My legs. No, yeah, you never crazy. you never seen the episode of uh Fear Factor when they when when he ended up winning Fear Factor? They explained uh Jeff Hardy explained it there. He goes, Yeah, when he was trying to like climb the rope or whatever. He's like, Yeah, Matt's been born like that. He's never been able to like wobble his legs the proper way. He's like, his legs go like outward and shit. Dude, go back and watch all those TLC matches. Go back and watch all the pre Hardy Boy shit when it was with the brood. Fucking when they was wearing the rockets attire, that motherfucker had mobility in his legs. Yeah. His I mean, he getting old. He getting old. Yeah, but yeah, but it like ain't this. getting old as he <laughs> fucked up. Because <laughs> Jeff looks better than Matt. And it's crazy no as that. Well, Jeff has had worse injuries than that motherfucker. Well, <laughs> this motherfucker, did you see him fly off the motorcycle and land on the dirt here and break his shit? Yeah, I mean like three times. He just and put Matt, ladders as earrings. Matt hurt his arms and his legs fucked up. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> Yo, seriously, Jeff Hardy had a handcuff in his ear. Dude, ugh, that that air stuff gets to me, man. Like Orton and the screwdriver, like ugh. Oh, oh yeah, that was ugh. that's cringy. That's cringy to me. You ever like just take your finger and just put it through put it through the hole of somebody's ear? Like that, that reminds me of uh that scene in the Austin Powers movie where that Fred Savage had the big ass mole. Nice to mow you. I mean meet you. Nice to meet your mole. Don't like, say mole. I said mole. Mole, mole, mole. mole. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I like to say I don't know if WWE's doing it on purpose though, but since Matt left, fuck Matt Hardy. Fuck Matt Hardy. Fuck Matt Hardy. The hate is real. Yeah. What, what did Matt? Where did Matt touch you on the doll? Boom! Show me on the doll where he touched you. Like, Rod's like, what did Matt Hardy do? Touch me here where the hole is. In my <laughs> <laughs> Rod's, oh. getting, Rod's giving Matt Hardy Undertaker heat. Wow. No, they in the same boat. They rowing together. They each got an oar on either side of the boat, and they rowing it together. <laughs> I think we found this new. I think we found the new Michael, uh, Mongo McMichael, Carl. Oh, uh, yeah. no, you can't. You can't. You just can't. Not there's no new Mongo McMichael. There can only be one. Nah, nah. I'm catching. Carl is the closest thing that we had to the new Mongo McMichael. I mean, the first one, the the OG that I'm came in. No, I mean, I mean the passion and vitriol you have about your hate for Matt Hardy. That's like me and uh, Steve Mongo McMichael. Like, oh. Man, that's like a novelty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm catching in. I'm catching <laughs> like, in. I'm I mean, in. we uh, all know uh, Mongo ain't good. Oh, Nick's cashing in. Hold up. Oh, oh. I, I need Rob. Oh, this is let me get my timer before you tell me, though. Let me get my timer up. All right. I'll tell you. Tell me when so I can start explaining it. All right. All right, I'm ready. What I got one minute, Rob. In 60 seconds, why? 2020 is the year of Matt Hardy in a positive way. Must-watch in a positive way, not negative. Positive way. Positive uh, so way. So why 2020 is the year of Matt Hardy in a positive Ready way? And go. All right, one minute on the clock. Well, he has had career-defining moments and everything. He was able to come back to the WWE and uh, obtain tag team gold with his brother Jeff Hardy. Um, he has had uh, another child within this span of his life. So, I mean, that's a good thing all around. You know, he's a family man. He's big on family. He has um, his family woven into his storylines and everything and whatnot. His son, I think the oldest, has a professional wrestling match under his belt. A couple, I think. Undefeated. Undefeated. Pinfalls and everything. 
So those are some of the positives. I mean, <laughs> Nothing I'm, to do with 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it is because he's still living. Um, he has his health. That's a positive thing. I mean, he's still kind of mobile, which we can't say for a lot of things. <laughs> Have you ever seen George uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine? He just be sitting down all the time. He can't stand up. <laughs> we but, just seen Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> we really go. did. There you go. Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, so that was all positive. But still, positively, fuck my heart. No, but you guys honestly agree? Do you guys agree that Jeff Hardy's been kind of like pretty This legit? was the thing. I don't think they would have got Jeff Hardy back if they didn't bring Matt Hardy back. Agreed. Agreed. It wouldn't one without the other. Currently, at least. Agreed. You know, if it was a couple years back, they might have got away with that shit. But now... Because, I mean, they both coming to the end. And like I said, I mean, that, that's a family unit. They actually kinfolk. And I believe, like, um, they run a lot of things by each other. And we're like, hey, man, we can probably get our last run. Because I, I don't believe Jeff Hardy goes beyond this run with WWE. And I believe. He just signed him a new deal, like, this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he goes nowhere else and leaves. That's what I mean. Hmm. So it's just like, I, I kind of felt, I was under the guise that they was going to come in together have a great run, do some things, probably break up and fight each other like they always do, and then they're going to ride off into that sunset. I believe that's still a thing for Jeff, but Matt, oh, I want to be creative. I'm a savant. I want to do things. You fuck <laughs> You're not there. I just want to see Jeff Hardy You don't reinvent yourself more. very well at all. All you do is change your fucking clothes. Goddamn, you change a color of your hair, but you're still the same motherfucker. <laughs> When you're doing that bullshit ass cultural appropriating hair braids, ice pick shit, and TNA, that shit was whack. You brought up the ice pick. Fucking, you sorry son of a bitch. Stay your punk ass at home. I that was a horrible gimmick. The ice pick. Title match. That, that's what he called his fucking whack ass guillotine. And you say he bow legged, but he couldn't wrap his legs around no motherfucker. <laughs> he couldn't finish shit. <laughs> Damn, Ray Mysterio with nine fucking knee surgeries has more mobility than fucking Matt Hardy. (laughs) What the fuck? And he killed a guy. No, he did not. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I draw the line. (laughs) Hey, there was a there was another murder on impact. So, oh yeah, who who shot Jr.? I mean, um, that guy, Johnny Bravo. Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Oh, Impact's killing it. Hello, mama. That was my Whip. favorite cartoon as a kid. Oh man, fuck Matt Hardy. That was classic. So, how do you feel about Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, if if excuse, excuse me, me one second, gentlemen, I'll be right back. Excluding Matt Hardy, if he would have just came back, I firmly believe that Jeff Hardy could have had another heavyweight title run under his belt in the company currently. But shenanigans, you know, personally on himself and, you know, with his brother and shit. But I, I would not be upset with a Jeff Hardy title run right now. I ain't talking oh, about yeah. I ain't talking about U.S. I ain't talking about motherfucking tag team of 24-7. I'm talking about a universal or a heavyweight title championship. He'll at least get a heavyweight match, title match before he retires, I think. Yeah, because he's openly said, even I think maybe before he came back or right when he just came back that he wanted to mix it up with Roman. Yeah. And I don't think that has yet to happen yet, right? 
Nope. I don't remember it happening, but he does want like some title shots and stuff. And one of the things that he actually did say is that Jeff wants he wants to come back with the no more words theme. That yeah, he everybody wants that. But he will we get it? Punk ass WWE. Get back, he's doing it. Well, they own the rights to that song. But he don't. <laughs> He owns the rights to that you know song. What I will he say? Yeah, when, when Jeff came back, he said he had a list of things he wanted to do, and so far he's got them all. He got a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. He got the big WrestleMania moment. Mm-hmm. He's every year since he's been back, he's had a title, whether mm-hmm. it's Tag United States or friggin' Intercontinental. He he needs. He's literally almost has. He's almost a Grand Slam champion since 2017. Both were on SmackDown tag title, United States title in 2018, and this year in the Intercontinental. He literally almost got the Grand Slam again. Then he had the European title back in the day? Yeah, yeah. No, he already is a Grand Slam champion, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying on this run alone, oh, oh, yeah, 2017, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, one of the to having it again. Ryan, your, your thoughts of a Jeff Hardy title run? Of uh, him going for a world title run? World or Universal, either or. I can see it. Uh, I've been I've been championing this for a while. If you're gonna present Jeff Hardy in a light where you consider him a contender, first things first, you gotta change the music. You gotta go back to the No More Words song. That yeah. song fit him so much better than, of course, playing the same old Hardy Boy music. It's like how we complain about Roman needs a new song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hardy Boy song, it's it's cool, it's iconic. We get it, but they were two separate iconic. people. Yeah. <laughs> see, I see what you did there. But uh, but no, but when Jeff actually had his title run, he had the No More Words song. It was showing, you know, Jeff is broken away from that character and is becoming broken. See, see, <laughs> see what I did there. See what I did there. Uh, <laughs> but no, but no, I mean, it would work. I could see Jeff getting a nice little push. Hell, if you want to talk about Royal Rumble wins, what's one thing Jeff Hardy's never done? He's never won a Rumble mm-hmm. or you know a mean? bank. Yeah, or money in the bank. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you there's a way to work that storyline in there and give somebody new a shot. You know what I mean? Like I said, the Rumble is a chance to make a new star. It could be a new story being told with Jeff Hardy. I mean, yes, Jeff Hardy is an established veteran, but it's a fresh storyline that people could get behind. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit, Jeff Hardy did win it. He never got his WrestleMania moment. You know what I mean? So it could be like his celebration swan song. Ha, see? Ha. See? See? What you got? And uh, speaking of right stories, Brian, I'm cashing in on you, man. Surprise, motherfucker. I get theme music. I like that. Yeah. I, I didn't hear him last time. That's why I didn't do it for me. <laughs> All right, so let me put a minute on the clock. All right, minute is ready. Whenever you're ready, sir, okay. give him the stipulation. Brian, you have to sell us on why we should not give up on the retribution storyline. Oh Jesus. All right. Why why we should not give up on the retribution storyline. Yes. Yes. All right, sir. Are you ready? Yeah. Your minute starts now. Because the story hasn't officially been told yet. You see, no. Mustafa Ali being the front man now is just explaining his portion of the story. Yes. If you go back to a group such as Aces and Eights, you notice how Bully mm-hmm. Ray took the time and broke down how every person turned, Mustafa Ali still has an opportunity to break down each and every person's character. During this time, slowly start uh, start developing win streaks. 
you can go to the fact that um, Mia Yem's character, I forgot what her name is, even though she didn't have a seizure on Reckoning. Reckoning. Reckoning's here because her man got called up before she did, and she's been here longer than him. Uh, T-Bar, uh, her, his best friend is her man. Uh, Dio Madden, he was the one person who stepped up when Brock Lesnar was running through the entire WWE and not one person had the balls to get in his face. He was the one guy who did, and what happened? They treated him like shit. He never had an opportunity to sit there and be an announcer because you threw Jerry the King Lawler when you're sitting here doing a reboot. Slapjack his tag team partner, and that's time. I'm done. Thank you, Flat ladies and gentlemen. Box. I'll be back Flat next time. <laughs> a minute ain't shit. I know. So uh, should, should we consider that in the future for two minutes? No, no, no. I mean, no. The, rules, <laughs> the rules must be adhered to. You know what I mean? The rules must be adhered to. I know. It, uh, what didn't we start off with like thirty seconds or something? No, it's no, always no. been a minute. I think it's always. We definitely went up to a minute because I think we was getting burnt out in thirty seconds. Like we couldn't even get through the laughter and the chuckles before it. Damn, <laughs> you know. By the time we finished chuckling and shit, thirty seconds was gone. But you know, with the freaking the history of the uh, promo in the bank, Surprise, I'm cashing in as well. Oh, Mr. Bird. Oh. oh. New challenges. Look, he's so surprised that his face got stuck. Oh, no, never mind. No. <laughs> Sir, you have a minute and you have some selling as well to do. But you don't have to sell it to me or Nick. You have to sell it to Mr. UWO down there. You have to convince him that Mongo McMichael is the greatest professional wrestler to ever live. Sir. Your clock is up. Is it? Would that be technically a repeat? Oh, the, hit the button. Push the goddamn button. Are you ready, sir? <laughs> he ready. Your minute starts now. Mongo McMichael. The, Sell it to is, him. He is simply the greatest. Why? Because he had the privilege, the honor to throw this up. Okay, he was a member of an elite of an elite group known as the Four Horsemen, along with Ric Flair, he, along with the Enforcer Arn Anderson, and along with the uh, another wrestler whose name shall forever be nameless. But he was able, and not to mention, he had Miss Deborah McMichael, the woman whose tasty cakes and puppies that we wanted to see ever since the rock bottom pay-per-view. When we got teased, and then the blue blazer came up and then ruined that all for us. But not to mention, Steve Ooh. McMichael has the charisma to the point where he has a day of the week dedicated to you with hashtag Mongo Mondays. If he was perfect not end. perfect run, end, that's time. That was a perfect end. B Rob, I'm cashing in my promo on the bank on myself. All right, I need a minute on the clock. It's never been done before. <laughs> it's never been done before. I'm cashing in on myself. I need a minute on the clock because I'm going to rebuttal everything Mr. Bird just said about why Mongo is a great superstar. All right. Hit the button. Right. I'm ready. Your minute starts now. All right. Let's talk about the four horsemen, the this four group. men that he threw up. All right. We're talking about a group that a guy was damn near, with all due respect to Arn Anderson, was crippled and had to leave the group. He had to be the replacements in the group. He was just a guy who's a quote-unquote murderer, a guy with a man of a thousand holds, and there was a guy that had a thousand and one, all right? So it was the worst version of the Four Horsemen, all right? He was also 
popular around the same time as the Yeti. See what I did? I'm tying it into Halloween Havoc, ladies and gentlemen. All right, now we're going to talk about Deborah McMichael. All right, first off, they were damn near divorced by the time they were they were put on television. All right, she lo he lost her to Steve Austin. He lost her to one of the biggest superstars of all time. This isn't wrestling related. This is probably bigger cock, whatever. All right. He lost it to that too. All right. We're going to talk about he's great. This is horrendous. This is horrible. This is just as bad as a Mongo Monday. Fun fact. That's why it's on a Monday because nobody likes Mondays. My time's up. <laughs> I just want to say I get away without having to do one. I saved you, I saved you time, Nick. I saved you time. Yeah. Never, never <laughs> done before. Somebody cashed in on themselves. That's right. First time. Uh, he did seppuku. Harikari. <laughs> I figure poked the doom myself. See? see? I didn't ah. I, it's like it's like mankind going to his cactus jack. Lay down. Okay. I can't do Mongo, man. Oh, I can't. You, you I, know, just can't, I can't, you you know, can't defend this. You know, Mongo is more mobile than Matt Hardy. We need to start working. I'm, I'm gonna start this new thing called Matt Hardy Monday. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna tag Robin. You know what? Yeah, it'd be Matt Hardy Monday, and then you just be holding pictures of the Undertaker. If you really want to get me mad, no, you know what you do? You, you send a video of him climbing a ladder every week, and then the next week, him trying to get up on the top turnbuckle, or him getting up from a ladder spot. <laughs> just unathletic shit. Yeah, just watch his legs. They don't work. <laughs> Just send me leg pics of Matt Hardy. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, then why, see how they both got Undertaker and Matt Hardy in the same. Wow. And look, that was like, did you text him that? Did you tell I did him not. that? I just, I, just, I just don't get the hate from Matt Hardy. Just like, procreate, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, a lot of Carl, a lot of great work. Another good one is um Adobe Draw. That's another good one. It's free too. Yeah. I like that one because um the only the only real thing, you know, sidebar. The only real thing that I like about the Adobe Draw over the Procreate, I mean Procreate is an overall better app, but it's just small things in Adobe Draw that I like. So like in a Procreate, you know, you if you make a circle and you want to fill it in with a color, you drag the color down and it'll fill it in, right? On Adobe never Draw, tried it. huh? You never, so tried never it? really tried it because. Uh, oh well, like say say you draw a circle and you want to color it in black. You can yeah. the color wheel, the color circle at the top. You just hold your pin on it, bring it down, and drop it in there, boop, and it'll just fill it in automatically. You ain't got to shade it or do nothing crazy like that. In uh, right. Adobe Draw, the same feature. You make a circle and you want to fill it in a certain color. You just hold it. You just hold it in the circle and it'll fill it in automatically. You know, just make sure your all your lines connect. And that has been Procreate Talk. <laughs> There's something new every day. But um So I think we need the Undertaker Matt Hardy match we all want to see. Dude, no lie. The way I you know I think I told you this many a times. The way I, I envisioned it since, you know, when I actually enjoyed Undertaker being in the ring, the way I envisioned him going out is him and Kane. That, that's that's the way I envision it. Big WrestleMania match. You know, they haven't done it in a long time. A buried alive match. They freaking they fighting over the freaking the, the the freaking grave and everything. And they do the damn thing where everybody think they're gonna choke slam each other and shit, the little neck grab, and then some newcomer, some up and got coming guy that they're gonna 
be Bro, the man after them. Just knock them in together, bury them both. Retirement, they go. That's how I always envisioned it for decades now. So, what do you honestly think is going to happen at Survivor Series? It's already known Undertaker's having a, like a spot. He probably won't wrestle because really? he's made it known. I don't think he wants to anymore. But what do you think he does? Just he just shows the, he shows up, lightning, fucking dome, and just gone by his fucking business. Yeah, but so wait, that's what I was going to ask. And that's all he need to do. No, but let me ask you: Do you think he actually comes back as the dead man? Yeah, from here on out. From here on yeah, out, that's what we always said, and look what happened this year at Mania. Okay, because whatever, because COVID, fuck that shit. Because <laughs> you know, if we, if it wasn't COVID or whatever, wait, hold on, when was that? Yeah, that shows yeah, you how was COVID. that was right when COVID started. All right, so might have been something different, but it was just like, fuck that noise, you know? <laughs> yeah, when we were at WrestleMania in New York and Elias came out and did the guitar thing, Rob's like, he's fucking coming. He's fucking coming. He's getting so... Because I'm kind of low-key getting excited. I wasn't thinking about it until he said he's fucking coming. And I was like, yo, yo. And then we both lost our shit when it was the doctor of economics. All right, I was like, good. <laughs> I'd rather some old ads, janky John Cena shit over the Undertaker. I don't know what was funnier, that or when Kofi won the title and all the emotional part was over. Because earlier in the day, me, him, and my buddy, we were like, yo, we're like Seth's going to somehow win the title early, at, like before Kofi does. And Brock's going to be so mad that when Kofi wins the title, Brock's going to beat him right after. So Kofi yeah. first wins. No, we were talking about that shit for real, dog. I was sitting there like yeah. fuming. I was just like. When he won the title and they had the belt and shit, I was like, all right, his kids are in the ring, so they can't do no fuck shit now. So I was just yeah, sitting there like, just in this shit. Get them out the ring. But you know something? He got them back in October. Exactly. Yeah, it was, it was Beast in the we, East, too. Yes, we did predict <laughs> Oh, I remember But it was just one. funny because Rollins won in the beginning, and Rob's like, no way. It could fucking happen. I was like, no. <laughs> and, no. Then, and then he won. Everyone's all emotional. And then Rob's like, all right, now get the fuck out the ring, Kofi. Yeah, please, man. I was just because I, I forgot it was um, I think there was a pay per view or some shit. I forget what it was, but it, I I had the same feeling. I was just like, all right, just fade to black, just fade to black, and then like the, I seen the little WWE logo tag in the corner, copyright whatever the fuck. I was like, all right, we home free. Just fade to fucking black. Just fade to black. All right, we're good. <laughs> Yo, they do that a lot more now. They'll put the thing at the bottom, and then the show isn't over. Mm-hmm. It's they a good teaser. A more. It's a good teaser. Yeah, it throws you off a little bit, but yeah, I get because still, but it keeps you on the edge of your seat still. It does. It does. Which is which is smart by WWE. They, those little things they're starting to do now that I think are working for them a lot better than what it's Reminiscent been. of a company that was cutting edge 10, 20 years ago. They mm. just found these subtle nuances and shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to know when Trip if Triple H will have another match. He didn't fight this year at Mania because COVID. I I think. I think he'll have a retirement match. I think I think he'll probably have one last go around, but I think for him it's, it's should, time to focus on Johnny NXT. Gar- he should have Johnny Gargano. And that's all he's been that's him. pretty much all he's been doing. Like when was Triple H's last match? It was Saudi Arabia. Saudi, yeah. Yeah. No, no. His last match was the one we saw against Batista. I thought Saudi was after that though. Yeah, so uh, he, he, he had a Saudi. Randy. He fought yeah. Randy at Saudi. Yeah, he had another Saudi match from there. But no, I mean, I mean, Hunter, he's he knows his role. Like now, it's like, all right, now I got to prove to the old man. 
But wait, let me ask you, do you think Woody now, granted, he will, I don't see him retiring in that situation. Woody thinks more, like, better, I guess, better. Like, say, a retirement match against Finn. Because you'd like to think Finn's kind of like his low-key pride and joy. He brought him back to NXT, Mm. made him champ again. He was big on him and, like, KO and Gargano, right? If they had a match like that at Mania, or if he went out on a takeover. I'd rather see the takeover. Personally. That would be that would be more monumental, and that would do okay. more for the brand than him, you know, anywhere else doing his fucking raw, you know, WrestleMania. I think that would have more impact him doing that at an NXT takeover than it would at a WrestleMania. That's a really good outlook on it, and honestly, I, I I'm wholeheartedly I'm with that one. I'd rather see him do that at a takeover than at like a WrestleMania. If he did it at Takeover Mania weekend. Yeah. And I think like the hierarchy of people like uh Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, uh Vince, Shane, you know, all the motherfuckers gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. But it'll be like some old old shit. It'll just be like Triple H has long gone from being an in-ring competitor. Fucking, I think Triple H will probably get inducted like- after he die. He ain't gonna damn do it while you're living. Oh yeah, Triple H gonna be a three-time Hall of Famer because he'll get probably going for Evolution. No. Oh yeah, no, no, not I, I Evolution the fifty World Championships between four guys that and nah. they're and they're throwing groups in there now. No, nah. I, I can see no, Evolution no going offense. in. I love nah. him. I love nah. him. You know, you know what? No, no yeah, no, I, no. I take that back. I take that back. Yeah, they'll they'll do it because yeah, it's a WWE say, thing. Yeah, whatever. But damn, they they running out of motherfuckers to put in there. You know, well, you know, if mm-hmm. you think I listened to another podcast when they put in what was it twenty nineteen? They had DX in the Hall of Fame. Now they announced Batista. Like, if you really think about it, the big stars are like the ruthless aggression one. The only attitude ever do that's not in it is the rock and taker. True. So taker's probably going in soon. Rock yes. probably soon. So who do you think? Who's next? Cena? You know, you know who Cena? won't be you know who won't be in the WWE Hall of Fame? Who? Matt fucking Hardy. The <laughs> Hardy Boys will be, but not Matt fucking Hardy. Matt will be in there. That would be so wrong. Kofi no, the Hardy Boys too. will be in there. But no, not I, 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 Hardy. I, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know we, what you're do saying. We, do we think Kofi becomes a two-time Hall of Famer? Kofi kicks in the New Day? New Day going in the Hall of Fame. Regardless. You know what? Oh, yeah, easily. You know what? Yeah. I, I believe they'll just leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. I, I believe, uh, you know, out of yeah, all they, the factions and stables and groups that we've had over the years and decades of WWE, I think the New Day is something a little bit different. You know, they, don't, they haven't had a like a breakup like oh we fighting and shit we mad at each other and it's just it's that's just a different group altogether it's it's i, I put the new day as a group a tier above any other group before that mm-hmm. i mean other than the iconic ones or whatever but like the new day is just like a whole nother level it's just like see, their own thing that their own lane and they're the, uh, one icon. you talk about all of them they're like, the freebirds of their generation that's yeah. what they are they st- they stand out yeah, they stand out. They they had their own set of rules. There were three guys, three African-American men. Let's not forget that part of it because it's a big deal when it comes to the New Day. Um, three African-American men who took a risk on themselves in a career or at a time in their career where it was shaky for everybody. Woods was damn near getting ready to be fired. Kofi was just floundering in the mid-card. Big E was brought up too early with not, with nothing for him. He started off as Ziggler's like right hand muscle dude, and they wouldn't even let the guy talk. 
You know what I'm saying? Madonna did the kitty and just... yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they 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 took a shot in the dark. They they were supposed to be one thing. They got booed out the building. They said, "Fuck it, let us do our own thing." They started doing their own thing. They organically got over. They got over to the moon. They these motherfuckers are selling cereal, unicorn heads. They had t-shirts sales that can compete with anybody in the company. The three of them have like succeeded. Like we just talked about the start of the show. You know, they took the Dudley Boys record. They now hold the record for the most tag titles. It's gonna be them and the Usos when it's all said and done. Um, and then you had the big moment with Kofi, and everyone's hoping for a big moment with Big E. And Low-key, Xavier Woods is the guy that nobody really talks about out of the three dudes in the group. But outside of WWE, the guy building his own like platform when it comes to the video gaming world. Hell, G4 is about ready to come back, and this man is campaigning to be on yeah. the network. You he, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he actually he actually said that one of the things that he he wants to do when you know he, when his wrestling chapter in his life is done, mm -hmm. he he wants to bring back the show Nick Arcade and be the host. Mm -hmm. And this is the guy again. Nick Arcade was a show back at Nickelodeon mm -hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, yep. it has Nick's name in it, kind of. <laughs> I know that I used to love Nickelodeon, but I, I don't it, think it's in your time bracket. <laughs> you know, back in my day, we didn't have Nick Arcade. As a matter of fact, you know, something, B Rob, I, I, I've been wanting to tell you this for the longest time during your stream when you cut away. And you had a little dude after these messages be right back. Yeah. I pop so <laughs> hard. I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. I, I, I uh, wrestling aside, that shit just it, it touched me right here. Just now. Yeah. I'm trying to figure <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I have all of those bumpers. I have oh. all of them. I have the one with the dog really? and the fire hydrant. I have all them shit. Oh man. It, it just brings back Saturday afternoons, man. Nickelodeon. Do you do you guys think Shield goes in as a group? I don't think so. Nah. Well, I mean, they can, but it'll be like way down there, you know, way down on the end and whatnot. And then shit. It, probably. Even if um because uh, I don't know. Better question. Will CM Punk go in there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You think so? I, I I'll put my eye <laughs> like, yes, yes. Think so? I'll put money on it with yeah, the next like, and another thing. <laughs> you gotta pop the picture up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I posted it on Twitter already. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say within the next 10 years. Okay. Now, all right. Cl closing things. If we can, we'll, we'll go around the horn real quick before we close it out. Um, fantasy stuff. I mean, with with the product currently as is, with the storylines in place as is, everything falling where they are right now, what would you like to see and what would you change? So we're going to go to call first. Mm. With everything as is, if you can change something or something that you would like to see come of what's going on currently, what what you got? Damn, I wish I, wish I had more time to think about this one. Uh... Like to change that damn Mike. I mean, you don't have to, but if you like things as a current, what do you want to come of what's going on? I mean, obviously, I would love. I think everybody would love for Raw to go back to two hours, but um, obviously, I think that's just something that USA want. USA would want. 
Um, I would like for Raw to be a much more wrestling-based show. And from I like to see more of the 205 Live guys. Like, I look at the roster, there's only like five of them. Just within the 205 Live brand. So I would like to see more of that. Okay, what you got there on B? Um, I got something pretty much for every show. I can try to dock it out quick. Uh, For Monday Night Raw, um, freshen up the talent pool. Don't keep the same three or four guys in the top scene for seven, eight months. You know what I'm saying? You got to start bringing some more people up to, you know, the big guys' levels. Um, AEW Dark, keep doing what you're doing, promoting young talent and giving opportunities to independent wrestlers who are working right now and getting them some TV time and getting them some notoriety. Uh, Impact Wrestling, keep doing what you're doing. Don't change a fucking thing. You guys just had another murder on the show, okay? I, I am intrigued. You had me intrigued with Wrestle House. You had me intrigued now with the Who Done It, okay? It was Colonel Mustard in the ring with a hot dog and a candlestick near his ass for some reason. You know what I mean? It, impact, just stay impact. Um, NXT, if you're going to be the wrestling show, show the world why you're the wrestling show. Stop, you know, playing it. Stop counter-moving what AEW does. Just do what you used to do and just be entertaining with your wrestling. Uh, AEW, they are becoming more sports entertainment than they are uh, pro sport when it comes to wrestling. Um, Stick to your guns. If you're going to do a ranking system, keep to your ranking system. Uh, SmackDown, um, keep doing what you're doing. I want to see where you can take us in the next year. I think you have the roster deep enough to do it, and don't mess any of that stuff up. And uh, MLW, I don't know if you guys saw the what happened with the group that's going on there with Contra and that. Uh, I'm telling you guys, they're, they're doing a reboot. Uh, I think it's November 18th. I've been talking about how they've probably been hit the worst out of everybody that was getting a buzz before this pandemic. MLW is doing a hard reset of the company, and I'm very excited to see what they are going to do on November 18th. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jacob Fatu, uh, another Samoan. Um, the Contra gimmick was killing it down there in MLW, and they're going to do like pretty much what the NXT arena looks like, but with smoked out and like a whole different style of shooting the show. I am very excited with that because they are zero filters, zero fucks given, and you got a roster that can seriously make some noise. Um, yeah, that's that's what I would want to see in pro wrestling coming up soon. All right, what you got, Nick? On the raw side, we've missed the bird here two hours, but giving them people to do something like make Bobby Lashley a champion, fuck, even Ricochet. I'm a huge Ricochet mark, just I'm saying. But him, guys like him, I can't think of the whole roster right there. Then the SmackDown side, let's get rid of Lars Sullivan because I hate that dude. Um, <laughs> but we need uh, a triple threat match with Lars Sullivan, uh, Austin Theory, and Velveteen Dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Loser uh, leaves all the wrestling. Look, look, look. His his boyfriend call him Mitch. I'm gonna call him Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> then um, I want to see on the SmackDown side, really. Same, like give Alice the Black that shot. I'd like to see in the year Montez Ford on his own. Big, big fan of the Street Profits, but I'll suck seeing them break up. But for that, for that sanity, you gotta, you gotta dump that backpack, uh, Dawkins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, dude was in the Marine Corps too, so I want to see what he can do on his own. Um, what's up with his legs, though? 
I'm he's noticing a lot of legs on these wrestlers. What, what's up with you and guys' legs? That's what I'm saying, man. He, his shit is obviously noticeable or whatever. I mean, y'all got this illusion of this mist over Matt Hardy shit, like his shit ain't fucked up. But Montez Ford has two pool sticks and some long ass feet. I know I ain't the only one seeing this shit. The title of like this show got to be called I Hate Matt Hardy. <laughs> and you know what? I'll, I'll, end my, I'll end my little thing by saying Jeff Hardy, WWE, or Universal Champion with him before he retires. Yeah. Well, I talked about this on another show that I don't even know that if it's going to come out or not with, my, uh, with a Saudi Arabia counterpart. <laughs> um, I The retribution, to talk about uh, retribution or whatever. I was like, maybe Ali isn't the front runner and somehow some way that we see him punk in there. You know, because it was that, that old rumor bullshit or whatever. And what it wind up being is... Um, Mustafa Ali still the head of the thing because I you know I, I would rather it be something you know for him I, I since they put in time and effort in saddling these people with, with him as the front runner I hope they would do something to you know because they value him so I was just like we've seen him punk in there some whatever he's like the leader but Mustafa Ali is the one behind the scenes calling the shots or whatever he's just kind of using him for his celebrity his you know iconic name the pipe bomb guy while he just in the background, just like, yeah, yeah you, you got it. I, I got you, boss. I got you, boss. Yeah, we got it. Love it. Then, Love it. Love it. You know, it, it'll be like CM Punk, like, hey, yeah, go fuck this motherfucker up. And Ali be like, yeah, go do what he said. You know, you got it. Can, <laughs> you know? I, can I tie it all together with one thing? They both from Chicago. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mongo Mondays. Boo. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I haven't been watching enough consistently to say if I want anything to change or not. I mean, I, I vaguely catch what's going on with the retribution thing in the hurt business. The hurt business, I thoroughly enjoy. The MVP shirt, I'm getting that shit. We all say that. <laughs> I am getting that shit, and I don't buy I don't buy wrestling shirts like that. Only if it's a special occasion. And I just seen that shit. I was like, I want that shit. I, I want you, and I got to have you. <laughs> you know, the easy way, <laughs> or we do it the hard way. <laughs> hard way would be asking my wife to buy it, but the easy way is me to buy it and not say nothing. But, <laughs> um, but I just finished the G one not too long ago, and I'm intrigued with what's going on over there. See, so for those of you who don't know, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Kota Ibushi won. The G1. Yes. Uh, first, was well, the second one that uh, went back-to-back G1 since uh, Masahiro Chono, who Masahiro Chono is a five-time G1 winner. I think the most ever in New Japan. And Koto Ibushi is like the only one to win two, I believe. I'm not since, 100% sure. Yeah, the first one, since, the first one to go back-to-back since uh, I think it was 14. 10. Huh? 2014? No, 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four so and five. Back then, yeah. All right, yeah. So I'm excited about that, that they're giving him another shot, and I believe this time that he is going to actually win the championship. Because before, when he was primed to do so, you know, Coda kind of was doing Coda shit. <laughs> you know, we all seen the video, this motherfucker shooting himself in the chest with Roman candles. He left to go do the WWE uh, Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. And, like, his uh, status within the company of New Japan was never certain. So they would 
give him limelight and spotlight and opportunity, but they would never pull the trigger on him because his future wasn't for certain. Mm-hmm. Especially now with the, you know, when it was emerging with the AEW thing, and a lot of people, including myself, you know, too, thought that when Kenny left, he was going to leave too. So that they they treated it as that they gave him opportunities only for him to lose and not really pull the trigger because they didn't know where his loyalty lied. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny and him left. He stayed. He renewed his contract. He reinvested in the company, and now they have more faith in him. And it shows in the matches and uh, performances that he's been putting on and whatnot, all the wins that he's been racking up. So from what I get from the English commentary, they is just weaving an interesting story with Kota Ibushi, and I'm just waiting for that tonight. Wrestle Kingdom coming up here. Cannot wait. So I can see uh, him kick a lot of ass, take a lot of names. And that's all I got. Fuck Matt Hardy. <laughs> they hate on Matt Hardy. I still don't get it. Yeah, I, I, yes. <laughs> Gravity hates on him too. He's fucking. That, that needs to be. That needs. That needs to be the photo for that. This for this episode. Yeah, exactly. Gravity hated Mongo too. Why do you think he can never hit a shoulder tackle? Mongo has happy feet. Why? He had two left feet. Why? And they were happy. Why? Why? Why is he not taking the signs? Every time Matt Hardy gets some momentum behind him, which is weird to say. He hurt himself or get hurt. Why is he not taking that as a sign? Why are you not taking that as a sign to go the fuck home? <laughs> hey, who knows? This might be the last one. Maybe it put Sammy Guevara over. Please. Please. Sammy Guevara, that's another thing. But please go the fuck home, Matt Hart. <laughs> anyway, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to have you with me this evening. Uh, this has been another episode of Wrestling This Trash. We're going to go around the horn once again and let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Mr. Bird, you first. Yeah, you, you can catch it. me uh, at Mr. Bird 1027 at all social media platforms. Or, and you can also catch me on the Codex Prime podcast on all uh, streaming. If you had a stroke, podcast. then you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you can find me also on their social medias as well at Codex Prime Podcast on Instagram, Codex Prime Cast on Twitter. Codex Prime Podcast on Facebook. We there. We're everywhere. Brian, what you got? Uh, yeah, uh, you can catch me personally on uh, my Twitch page. Uh, shout mm-hmm. out to B Rob. Oh, beep, 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 beep. You're, you're over here. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I've been streaming. You know, had a little surgery thing, got a little scar right there, but uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, feels good to play some video games again. Uh, you can catch me also every Sunday night on our UWO podcast page on Facebook. Uh, we go live and do our show, UWO Podcast. Uh, we at 97. We almost at 100, which I'm actually surprised we made it this far, but God damn it, 100's a... Thank you, thank you. If the gentlemen were here, they would they do it too. Uh, shout out to Kyle Chapman and Eddie Ortiz, my co-horse for the UWO. Uh, yeah, if you want some merch, uh, hit up Crafty Canto Cuts. Uh, she got all your UWO, as well as DJ Mr. Bird merch as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's weekend can holler at us. Uh, find us on Twitter, UWO401, Instagram, UWO Pod. Uh, and thank you. It was a pleasure. Neek. I'm boring. This is the only podcast I do, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anicelli. Very hard to spell, so if I'm not tagging something, you probably won't find me. His name is by his face if you see the video. <laughs> and you know who I be? The B-R-O-B here. One, two, three. See, I'm rhyming. Freestyle.
Mixtape Fuck Matt Hardy. You can find me on social media at uh, 3R Show on Twitter. Um, find me on Twitch as well. Look for 3R Show. Um, and anything that I may have missed, you can find on randomrob.com to where you can find every single episode of Wrestling is Trash and everything else in shit. Um, one last thing before we go. Thank you for listening and fuck Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs>